Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. All right. Okay. All right. So uh, we are going to be doing something a little bit different this morning. We're going to be doing our barbecue burning Bible questions. So uh, since we did a couple extra things this morning, I really wanted to pass out some note cards and get some of your guys' questions, but we're just going to take them on the fly this morning and kind of work through them. But here's the deal. Um, I believe firmly that a lot of you guys have been taught so much about the Bible, and I want you to be prepared when questions come. And so these are questions that are things that you've always wanted to know about the Bible, but I believe that some of you guys can answer some of these questions. So I'm going to give you that opportunity as well to do that um, and kind of work through it together. So I think this should be fun. So who would like to kick us off with our very first question? Go students first. Jack attack. Swallow that donut. I don't want you to choke. Dinosaurs. What about them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dino. I can, maybe. Dinosaurs. Yes. <laughs> Dinosaurs, yes. I don't know if I can. Can I? No, I can't increase the font size on this. Yeah, I can bold it. We'll do it that way. I'm not changing the whole settings on my iPad just to satisfy you guys. There you go. Dinosaurs. Yes. Nothing specific, just general. Dinosaurs. Okay. It's very broad. Yeah. Chickens. Chickens. Okay. Okay. All right. Dinosaurs, yes. Chickens. Chick. Bill. Hey. Okay. All right. There we go. I know, right? All right. So there's one question. What else we got? Yes. Okay. So we're going to have different personalities in heaven. Okay. have different or are we going to be different in heaven is that what you mean yeah kind of i know we're going to have different bodies but are we going to like okay 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 you want to add to that okay do we have will we have a free will okay so how about um are we going to have different we'll do different personalities like that um personalities in no he's dead uh, oh my! <laughs> just kidding. All right. Um, in <laughs> what are you talking about? Nothing happened. Nothing happened. We're gonna have different personalities in heaven. All right. And then what was yours added onto it? <laughs> All right. Free will. Okay. All right. And then anything onto that? Or is it related? Is it different? Okay, different. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Will we know our family members in heaven? It's kind of related. We'll do that one. And then what was yours? Um, it was like, like versus like the Old and New Testament. Like what things should we follow in the Old Testament versus the New Or shouldn't we follow the Old Testament? Okay. All right, good. So basically is the... OT out now that we're in the New Testament period. 
Okay. Okay, good. All right. What else we got? I don't know, I don't know who's next. I think, Haley, you were next. Um, so, like, people that are married on earth, like, what happens, like, in heaven? Okay. Like, we'll do that. So, we'll do, we'll do, we'll kind of throw all these ones together. So, we've got that one, and then, I think um, we're all married. It's blissful. Marriage in heaven. Okay. All right. Yeah. Lydia. But, like, how, like, Good. Good. Um, all right. So, how are we going to word this one? Um, we'll just we'll do the exclusivity of Christianity um, along with what others believe. Okay, so we'll just do that one. All right, I think that's a good place to start. Let's just start there for a second because we've got a, several things that we need to do. All right, so first of all, let's let's kick that off and we'll talk we'll talk a little bit about dinosaurs. I'd like to do something a little bit more specific. So um, there's really two different things that, that is my approach when it comes to dinosaurs, and we can talk about that. But what have you guys heard, or maybe like what's your stand when it comes to dinosaurs? Because obviously you get what the school teaches you. But what's your stand? Timmy, I think you're the first one to raise your hand. Go ahead. Um, didn't they die? They didn't get on the ark when the Noah's ark happened, so all of them died. Okay, so you have that one where it says that they died prior to the ark or they, they died in the flood, right? So there's that one. What else we got? I think you were next. They got on the ark, but once they're off the ark, just they went extinct because there's two of them and they were just not able to make it. Okay, so then there's that one where they got on the ark, but then when they came off, uh, through the change in the climate and different things, because the, the whole climate of the world was completely different prior to the flood. Uh, that's what very few people really understand. That's, that's the reason why there are so many people that were able to live as long as they were. So you had like people living six, seven, eight hundred years, and it was because of the atmosphere of the earth and how things were. Um, and so we can talk about that in a little bit, but then there's that one. Or that one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, what else we got? Any other thoughts? Okay, go ahead. The yes, the gap. And the dinosaurs did not exist in the same world as Adam and Eve. So there's that. Okay? So this is why this one's loaded, because there's so many different directions to go. So this may be the only question we get to. Maybe not. We'll see how this goes. All right, so... Dinosaurs in the Bible. Do dinosaurs exist in the Bible? I'll ask that question first. There are great beasts. Yep. Anyone know where they're at and what they are? Okay. There's references to dragons in the Bible. Yeah. There's the great red dragon, of course, in Revelation. Anyone know any others? Leviathan found in Job chapter. 41. Job 41. So Job 41 talks about Leviathan, and that is a great sea creature. Um, and it goes in detail about what that sea creature is. And also in the chapter, I think it's before it, I want to say it's before, it talks about the behemoth. And the behemoth is another land beast that exists. But there's no direct, like, scripture references that talk specifically about dinosaurs. There's things that people think that it's talking about dinosaurs, whether it's talking about dragons or other things, but there's no specific passage that calls out dinosaurs. So that's interesting. And so then you have that to play, put into play, and then you also have people that believe, well, if they existed, because when you go down to Ken Ham and the Creation Museum, if any of you guys have been to the Creation Museum, 
they would take the stand that dinosaurs were created during the days of creation and that they were alive up until that point in time. And of course, all the creatures that ate during that time, they did not eat any meat. Everything was, they all, you know, they were all herbivores, along with humans as well. And because it, it wasn't until after the flood that God gave Noah the commandment that they could go and they could start eating meat. And so then you have all that. So then you have this stand where there were dinosaurs that were on the ark, but then when they came off, the whole atmosphere and everything completely changed, and that's what killed them off. Um, and also the, the time span decreased as far as the lifespan of creatures in general. So let's take a look at a couple passages on this one of where they come up with. And if this is the case, I do believe this, uh, but I personally don't take that stand. I don't believe the dinosaurs were on the ark, personally. That's just my, my take on it. Um, Pastor Tom believes that, uh, that they were on the ark or they were, they were killed off in the flood. Um, that's the take that he takes on it. Um, Jay and I are kind of in agreement about, about the gap and kind of what um, uh, Kent had brought up. But let me just show you a couple passages and then I'll explain to you why I believe what I believe. All right. So in Genesis, let's see here, chapter, we're going to be talking about the flood. So chapter six is where God ends up bringing in the flood. Now, what's really interesting about the flood <clears throat> is why did God bring the flood upon the earth? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Sin on the earth. Anything more specific than that? Anyone else know the answer to that one? Yes, absolutely. That's the big reason. Because it's more than just... I mean, when you, when you take a look at God overall within the Bible... Um, and you take a look like the tribulation and everything, like, yes, sin is in the world. Sin is at its full. It's waited with Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, Sodom and Gomorrah, sin was at its full, and God's like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to wipe them out. But with Sodom and Gomorrah, what they had done, and this is a great example, is that they were so selfish, and that selfishness was unbridled, that it came to the point where they just did anything and everything that they wanted to. And they felt there was no repercussion to it. So when you look at the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, there were things going on at that time like, I mean, incest, homosexuality, bestiality. I mean, anything you could possibly think of. They just wanted to appease the lust of their flesh. And so in doing so, they started going this complete and total different direction. Because when God designed sex and he designed those things, he designed to be between a man and a woman. And think about this just from a biological standpoint. Why would sex be designed between a man and a woman? To reproduce because what did he tell adam and eve be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth that's what he told adam and eve by the way side note so we'll get into the gap a little bit later but so he said that to them so the whole purpose of sex was man and woman husband and wife being joined together and to enjoy sex i mean it's a gift given by god to be enjoyed between a man and a woman a husband and wife and so in that union of intimacy, they would then bear fruit that would be, they would multiply in the earth. And that's what God told them to do, right? Okay, so in that sense, any deviation from that is sin. It's corrupting God's way upon the earth, right? So this is not something where, like, I'm not mad at homosexuals. I'm not mad at people that choose to live in sin or have sex before marriage. I'm not mad at them about it. It irritates me that they would choose to do that in their sin, but I still love them. God still loves them. He died for them. God doesn't hate those people. He doesn't hate homosexuals. He doesn't hate people that struggle with their gender and they think their, their gender fluidity is on some spectrum that he never defined. 
Like, he's not, he loves them. He died for them. But he is angry with their sin. And it's the same thing, like, with me with my kids. So my kids are the product of me and my wife. They are part of my flesh, my bones, okay? If they choose to do something against my commandment, am I going to be upset? Absolutely. But do I love them? Absolutely. And am I going to do everything that I can to reconcile with them? Absolutely. And this is why God is so long-suffering. So when you look at the flood, same circumstance. He had designed human beings to procreate with human beings. And so just like today, you have different trends like homosexuality and all this different kind of stuff. And there are people, and it's crazy, but there are people out there that are into the, the depths of bestiality where they will have sex with animals. And they love doing it. That is not natural. That's not supposed to happen. And yet it does. And so when those things happen, it makes God upset. And so here you have in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 1, And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. So these sons of God, that phrase sons of God, when you search it out in the Bible, you will find out that that is a term meant for angels. So in the Bible, when you take that phrase and you search it through and you find sons of God, you'll find passages like Job 1.6 that talk about angels, Job 2.1 that talk about angels, Job 38 and verse 7 that talks about angels. I mean, all these places, it talks about angels. So angels left their first estate and they came down and they chose women with which they could procreate. Okay? So angels started having sex with women. Now think about this for a second. You have human DNA mixed with angel DNA. (coughs) What do you think it's going to produce? Humans? No, something completely different, something completely outside of God's will. And that's why it says in verse 3, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be in 120 years. So God said he's going to do something to decrease man's lifespan to be about 120 years. Like the most any human being will ever live will be 120 years. Okay, that's what he says. And it says in verse 4, There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. So the mixture of angel DNA with human DNA created this race of giants that existed. And that's why when you have in the Bible guys like, you know, Anak was one of them. Uh, but you also had uh, Goliath was another one. But this is where a lot of mythology comes into play because I was very, very interested in growing up in Roman and Greek mythology. And the stories of like Hercules and Zeus and all these guys. Where do you think this stuff came from? Those stories came from this. Because the angels with women, when they came together, produced superhuman people that ruled the earth at that time. Yeah, Lydia. Were they were they not what? Say that again. Well, when you read in the Bible about angels, like the one angel that came in and destroyed the Assyrians on behalf of Israel, it destroyed like 180-some thousand people, just one angel. So massive amount of strength. So when it comes to angels, now when people see angels, they're about the size of a human being. But there's also other angels, like in Revelation, there's one that's massively huge. So I don't know why some angels are bigger and others aren't, but I do know that some are different. So... 
So this is where a lot of the stories of like Hercules and Zeus and Hermes and all those stories come from. And this is why today even I think a lot of the stories that we have of superheroes and stuff really come from a lot of this mythology. They really, really do. But here's what happened. You have these things occur and then... God says, as a result of all this, my spirit shall always strive with man. So he decides, I'm going to decrease the years of men upon the earth. And then, in verse 5, And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now look at the reason why. Verse 9. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. So there's three things that God said He has grace. He has my grace, and I'm going to spare him and his family. Number one, he's a just man. So that means he's willing to do what's right no matter the cost because it's the right thing to do. Number two, he's perfect in his generations. What is generation? Like when you use the term generation, what does that mean? Yeah, like your family. You have this generation, then the next generation, then the next generation. So your lineage. So he was perfect in his generations, his family, his DNA. His DNA was not defiled by any angels whatsoever. So you could actually trace his DNA all the way back to Adam and all the way through his family had made a stand for whatever reason. They just decided to because he was a just man to say, you know what? None of my kids are going to be given to angels. Is that so far-fetched based on what we've read so far? I don't think so. All right, then it says he was perfect in his generations and Noah walked with God. And so that's why Noah and his family were spared. He was probably the only family on the earth where their DNA was clean and pure. Otherwise, why would God wipe everything else out? Right? So that's what started the flood. Many people don't know that. Now, here's what's interesting about the the flood. All right? So it says... um, Oh, this is another verse I just mentioned. Verse 12. And God looked upon the earth, and and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. His way. And that was also the way of procreation as well. And then he says in verse 13 that he's going to destroy them with the earth. Okay, now, so after all this unfolds, you got chapter 7 where he tells them to take uh, all these different animals upon uh, the ark. Um, and this is where people tend to believe that dinosaurs are then taken on the ark, but there's nothing specified. There's nothing clearly that says dinosaurs are on the ark, so they kind of have to read that in there. And then going all the way through... It says in uh, the Noah went in in verse 7, and then it says in verse 10, And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the earth were upon the earth. And then verse 11, In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, in the 17th day of the month, the same day where all the fountains of the great deep were broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened, and the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. And that's what caused the entire worldwide flood. Now, when you look at all this, it says there's two things there in verse 11. Where did the water come from? The fountains of the great deep and windows of heaven. The windows of heaven. All right. Now, scientifically, this is not far-fetched because you can go and you can study this out. This is really, really fascinating to me. That there are pockets of water that are in the earth's crust. 
Now, when you go and study this out, it's kind of cool. The way it used to look, and there's still some that exist today, but most of them have been completely, um, you know, there's no more water in them. But when you look at the, you go deep down into the ocean, and you got the crust here, there was almost like this, and there was water underneath here. And this is a massive, 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 massive amount of water. Massive amount of water. And so what happened is that there came a point in time, and it says that the, that the fountains of the great deep opened up, where there was a shift in the Earth's crust, and that's where you've got the tectonic plates and all that kind of stuff, where those things would occur, and then all of a sudden, just like a giant water zit, you know, just because it's just fun to talk about that, right? This would all of a sudden break up, and all of these would shoot sky high up through the ocean and into the atmosphere. Now, when that occurred, and after everything was over, and all the water was then gone, what you then had was almost like a collapsed cavern that existed where there used to be, it's all empty here now, where there used to be water, but now it's completely collapsed. And there are things like this all over inside the bottom of the ocean that they found. That they know water used to be there, and it's not there anymore. So when the fountains of the Great Deep were opened up, you had water mixed with who knows what kind of gases and things inside the Earth's crust, that when that thing collapsed and it shot water straight up into the atmosphere, it completely changed the entire composition of our atmosphere. And this is why prior to the flood, it had never rained before. It had never rained before. There were no clouds in the sky up until the day it began to rain, when judgment was cast upon the Earth. And so when this occurred, it changed everything. So you went from an entire atmosphere and economy where people were living for six, seven, eight hundred years long, down to now you have this changing the composition of our atmosphere and how the UV rays now enter into our atmosphere that are no longer being blocked like they used to because of the difference of the composition of the atmosphere. And now that completely decreases man's years. And you can see it as you read through Genesis, they live less and less and less and less and less and less and less until now it's only about 120 years. And in Psalm 90, I think it's 90, if it's not, it's 91, where it says that man's years are only going to be 70 years old. And if by reason of strength they be 80, it's going to be full of sorrow. But there are people that live beyond 80. But I don't know of a single case where I've seen a person live beyond 120 years. The oldest one that just died was 106. 106? <clears throat> yeah, there's another one, wasn't there? There's like there's a lady that's alive today. She's 119. Yeah, uh, if I think she may have just died. Okay, well maybe. If yeah. not, we'll make sure that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Andy. This is why we have you in here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when it comes to that, that's what changed really everything. Now, because that changed, I don't know if you guys know this, but if you have ever studied reptiles, reptiles never stop growing. They never stop growing. They never stop growing. They, if they lived as long as they, however they could have, they will grow and they will grow and they will grow and they grow and they will never stop. Now imagine a world where the atmosphere was the way it was and people were living up to about 800 years. Could you have reptiles living two, three, four hundred years? Absolutely. And can you imagine a snake? Komodo dragons keep growing. Yeah. Nonstop. Yeah. Right yeah. So... Is it quite possible that dinosaurs and what people think are dinosaurs are what they used to be anyway, but they're just a smaller version now? Absolutely. could be that way. It certainly could work out that way. But that doesn't explain some different stuff like turtles. 
say turtles. <laughs> but that doesn't explain some of the other dinosaurs they've found because we don't have anything today that measures up with what we call a Tyrannosaurus rex or a Velociraptor or anything like that, right? Indoraptor. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. So when it comes to those sorts of things, where were they? Like, if that's true, then, then they would exist today in a smaller form. Like my T-Rex. <laughs> no, they don't exist, right? So where are they, and where did, where did they go? Dinosaur heaven. <laughs> Dinosaur heaven. <laughs> also known as, hey, y'all. <laughs> yeah. So what's interesting about that and this is where, this is just my take on it because the Bible doesn't speak specifically to it. And so, therefore, no one can really take a firm stand on that. That's why you can have several of our pastors that are on staff that have different opinions about this. Because the Bible is not 100% clear on this. But <clears throat> when was the first dinosaur fossil found? 1993 when Jurassic Park came out. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Does anybody know? Like, at least identified as a fossil. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember? You guys took the creation class this year. You remember? It was in England. Yeah, I think it was around 1940. I think it was 1946, 1947. So hold up a second. Think about this for a second. The first dinosaur fossil was found in 1940. Where have they been? Why do we find them just then? It's not that long ago. You think no. I mean, based on what the Bible says, we believe that the earth has been around for about 6,000 years. Now, I believe that the earth is a lot older than that, but I think as far as humans being on the earth, it's only been about 6,000 years. Where in the world in 6,000 years have all these dinosaur fossils been? Like if the earth was just full of all these dinosaur fossils and they roamed the earth the way that everyone says they did in science class, where, 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 where have they been? And why did they just show up in 1940? Isn't that weird? Like, that's weird to me. I would think they would have found these things a long time ago, but they didn't. They started finding them in 1940. Yeah. It was in England? Yeah. The additional thing, Kevin and I were talking about this a little bit ago, was that they found dinosaur bones on every continent. Yeah. And we're pretty sure that the pattern is inconsistent. Yeah. This goes for what types were mm-hmm. where. So it's not where you had certain ones or a certain geographical area. You know, it's, but you find they're you know, on every continent. Yeah. The ice cap in so yeah. you figure that one out. Yeah, I know. It's so weird. What did that support? Like the central one continent? It could. The Pangea issue? Yeah, Brandon. So you're trying to say they're bluffing like they're no, I don't think they're making it up. No, I think the human beings are actually finding them and they think that they are legitimate, but I'm just talking about the timing of it, and I'll get to that in a second. Yeah, Lydia. Right, no one believed the dinosaurs existed. Prior to then, no one believed that they existed. Like, only within the last 100 years do people actually believe in dinosaurs. That could have been, but see, even then, see, but even that passage where it talks about in the days the earth was divided, Peleg, like, even if you take a look at that, it doesn't say anything about land masses being divided. 
it says in days the earth was divided. So it actually could have been the people on the earth because of the different languages. So Pangea may not even actually be legit. Could have been divided during a flood. Could have been. Could have been. So here's my point. Just think about that. And let me throw in a little side note here because dinosaurs and other things kind of go into it. When was the first UFO? 1950s. 52. 1952. I don't know. I'm just going with your word on it. (laughs) It was in the 50s. Late 40s, early 50s was the first UFO sighting. And they have been seen like... Like patterns that are crazy consistent all the way up until, and everything kind of started dying down around, I think it was like the year 2000. It was like 1990s, year 2000. All of a sudden, all the UFO sightings that people used to see like a mad crazy, like are just like gone. Like they don't exist the way they used to exist anymore. This is weird. This is weird. When was the first superhero comic? When did that come out? 20s. Mm-hmm. Well, in newspapers. Uh-huh. But the first issue was like in the 40s. Okay, so this is where we can get a little bit, you know, crazy in our conspiracy theory. But I firmly believe that all these things are tied together. I firmly believe they're all tied together. Because when you take a look at Revelation, look at Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3. All right, Revelation chapter 3, I want you to see this. We've looked at this passage before, but from this perspective, it takes on a whole new light. Revelation 3, verse 14. This is our church period that we live in. It began around early 1900 to current day. And of the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things say at the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Every beginning of the letter in, in Revelation 2 and 3, there's seven letters here. God gives people an introduction to himself that he wants them to remember. And here specifically, he calls out that he is the beginning of the creation of God. No other time in human history has the entire world believed that God did not create everything and that evolution created everything. Okay, think about this for a second. Laodicea period started around early 1900s. First fossil found in the 1940s. You have UFO sightings starting in the 40s and the 50s all the way up. And then you have the first superhero comics happening in the 1940s. Superheroes taken from the Greek and Roman mythology going back to Genesis chapter 6 where the angels came down and procreated with women to create these beasts upon the earth that God said, you know what, it's time for me to wipe them out. Is it quite possible that all these things are going to be happening again because all of this is one giant plan right from the devil himself in order to deceive the entire world and thinking that God does not exist and that they are looking for some sort of alien race to come down out of heaven in order to deceive the entire world into the things that he wants to deceive him in. I think it's very possible because the Bible also says in Matthew and also in Luke, I believe, but definitely in Matthew, that as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man comes. As it was, so shall it be. Same thing. And I believe firmly that it's going to happen again. I do, because that's what happens. Yeah, what do you got? So like the thing, the giants and the human DNA being altered, would that be like what they're doing? Like, like the crispr thing? Yeah, I mean, that could be part of it, but it may not be. I mean, I think it actually is going to happen again. I think angels, if they haven't started already, are actually procreating with women. I mean, you think about some of the crazy stories. I mean... Even from horror movies back in during the 70s and the 80s, one of the craziest, freakiest stories is you have the devil actually having sex with a woman creating this child straight from hell. Okay? Where do you think this stuff comes from? Where do you think the angels that left their first estate and started procreating with women, where do you think that they got that idea from? 
They got that from him because he was the first one to have that idea. He wants to destroy God's way upon the earth. And if he can destroy God's way, I mean, if you're the devil and if you're the enemy of God and you know that the Messiah is coming through the human seed, why would you not want to do something to corrupt the human DNA so the Messiah would never show up? Right? And if you know that after all that, the Messiah was successful and he came and he did what he did and knowing the rest of the story, because the, the devil knows the Bible more than anybody else. He knows the book of Revelation and he knows that the Jews are going to come back onto the scene and God's going to use them mightily in the last days. He knows that. So why not do everything that he can to destroy the DNA and the lineage of the Jews? Why not? Why not do anything and everything that he can to destroy the entire world or have the world turn on the Jew by doing something crazy? This is what he does. This is exactly what he does. So you can call me crazy, but I just believe what the Bible says. And when you believe the Bible and you start putting some of these things together, you're like, oh my. And this is what makes the Bible a lot bigger than what it actually is. So going back to dinosaurs a little bit. So I believe that the dinosaur bones that people have been finding, I don't know how he did it, but I definitely believe that it is, is in the hand of the devil that he allowed it to be revealed at this time in history in order to promote evolution so people would walk away from God. I firmly believe that with all my heart. These bones, who knows where they've been for all these years, but he is good at what he does, and he's, I mean, he's able to. He's the God of this world, so he's able to hide these things until he wants them to be known. But I believe that these dinosaurs, like T-Rex and Velociraptor and these other things that we've been talking about, existed prior to that. I think that there was a, a world that existed prior to Adam and Eve, that the devil ruled and reigned. And when that one was wiped out, those were wiped out along with it. And those bones have been in the earth for a long, 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 way more than 6,000 years. Could have been millions of years. Um, I believe that the earth is super, super old. God does not put a date stamp on the earth. He just says it's very, very old. It's very, very old. And I believe that humans have only been around for 6,000 years. I do not believe in evolution, but I do believe that those dinosaurs that existed, existed a long time ago. And for whatever reason, he was able to hide those bones until he wanted them to be seen. Yeah. So when scientists think about the bones and, you know, they bring out their kooky dates. Carbon and dating and stuff like that. You know, they're millions of years old, potentially. They yeah, I think they could be. Okay. Now, I know that there's some issues with carbon dating. You know, because of the whole half-life issue, if you study it out and work through it, you know, it's not as accurate as what they make it seem to be. But I do think that they could be super old. I think that those bones could be older than any human being alive. Yeah. Okay. So, we're completely out of time. Um, but that's my perspective on it. Um, any any questions? In fall, we got maybe, maybe a minute or two after that. Mom was the dinosaurs are ornery because they got all of them too. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do you got? Um, so, meaning what? I, I, oh, yeah. There's no documents of, uh, of females being born from them. Yeah. So, just because it wasn't documented didn't, didn't mean it didn't happen. Like, when you go through, like, right now I'm reading through uh, First and Second Chronicles. When you work through that one, it only names the male out of every family and what continued down the line. And there were many, many other women that were born from those families that we don't really know about because they were never written. Um, so whenever you look at genealog ge the genealogical record of even Jesus and different people, very, very rarely will they ever mention a woman. Um, even when it comes to in, um, let's see, see in Matthew it gives, is that the one that Rahab's mentioned is in Matthew? Okay, so Rahab is mentioned in Matthew, but that's for a reason. 
Like God wants to call her out because there's something with her story that is phenomenal. So very rarely will a woman be mentioned in the genealogical record. And that's not being sexist or biased or anything. It's just because women don't have a seed. The man has the seed. And so if the man never procreated with the woman, then there would be no, there'd be no, you know, there'd be no lineage from there. Um, and God puts a great emphasis upon the seed of the man. And that's why there was a virgin birth. Uh, because there had to have been something else involved other than a man. Because if Jesus was born of a man, well, then he can't be God. God had to give her that seed through the Holy Spirit. Um, so God puts a great emphasis upon the seed. And that's why even in the Old Testament when you had the Israelites that, that they were circumcised, no other race did God require for them to be circumcised. But yet for the Jews, they said, no, you need to be circumcised because there was an attention upon their seed that they needed to focus on. So there's a trend like that in the Bible. So even though they're not listed, we know that they were born because they, they had to have been able to procreate, uh, but they're just not there. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Yeah, Jack. Uh, we'll hold it. I'll just keep it there. So we'll talk about um, the whole heaven when it comes to us, people, um, and then we may add on to it next week. What I'll probably do next week is give you guys some note cards. You guys can spend a couple minutes and write down some of your questions, and we'll go from there. Okay? All right, good. Do you guys like this? Be fun. All right, good deal. All right, let's go ahead and pray. God, thank you so much for your word and just the things that it teaches us. And I pray that we would cherish it with all of our heart. Um, this morning, we got a special guest this morning, Dr. Brian Sharp, who's going to be preaching and teaching uh, on the nation of Israel. He gets to go over to Israel a lot. And I know we've got a team going over there at the end of this year uh, that he's going to be leading. And and um, I'm just really excited about today to hear about some of those things about uh, about your nation and your land. Frankly, it's yours. And so I pray that you'd help him just to communicate clearly and that we'd have ears ready to hear whatever he uh, says to us this morning. Thank you so much. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.